0: I told you there's four things that both rich and poor Christians need to do when it comes to their lives. Number one, both rich and poor Christians need to look to heaven and Jesus for their treasures. Number two, Christians, both rich and poor, need to trust in Jesus for their lives. I'm not trying to get... that was tongue-in-cheek. So today, God is going to talk to us about favoritism. Because what's interesting is in the church, as much as they were getting shunned by the outside world, you can't build. If you're a great builder, we don't care. We want to go with someone who's an inferior builder because we don't like you as a Christian. They showed favoritism. Whoever... to love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing well. But if you show partiality or favoritism, you're committing a sin and are convicted by the laws as a transgressor. Does anyone know what the royal law is? Anybody? Because I want you guys to understand what James is talking about here. It's very important to understand what the royal law actually is. It's James' us what it is. And Jesus is the one who quotes the royal law back to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 22. The guys who knew the Bible, Jesus quotes it back to them in Matthew chapter 22. So they would Jesus has to tell them, listen to the royal law. Let me read this slowly to you so you understand what Jesus was quoting to the Pharisees, who were really good religious people. However, they didn't know who God's son was. They were really good religious people. However, they showed favoritism. They were really good religious people. However, they didn't love their neighbors, they loved themselves. Here's what God had to tell these people. Are you ready for this? Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9. shall not reap your field right up to its edges. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall not strip 11. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. What a crazy concept. Verse 12. shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. He had to tell them this. Don't curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. Common sense, really? I have to? No, yeah, I've got to tell you guys that stuff. That's God saying, i got to tell you what you need to understand. Don't do it. Because they were doing it. But you shall justice in court. How interesting. God didn't tell the courts to be fair. You shall not be partial to the poor or or defer to the great, but in righteousness. Listen to this, people. In righteousness, you should judge Sixteen, You shall not go around and slander among your people. You shall not stand against the life of your neighbor. How interesting. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you should reason frankly with your neighbor. Least you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love. Keep my statutes. That's what God's royal law is. You shall keep my statutes. Take care of the poor. Judge it rightly. Don't slander. Don't hate. Reason frankly with your neighbors. Meaning, in an open, honest, and direct way. The thing I can't stand most is passive aggressive people. I struggle with passive aggressive people right command was quoted. The royal law was given by the king because he's the king of all laws. Jesus talked about this. He said, I didn't talking about the weaker brother. In Romans 13, 9 through 10, it's talking about everyone. Listen to this. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. Any other commandment are summed up in this word. delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15. He said that we're in great danger. We are in greater danger than most of us realize. I don't think the church realizes what kind of danger we're really in. Believers are overwhelmed. They don't even think about this stuff We hear about our political leaders fighting with each other all the time. Who, who, me? We're overwhelmed. He said this, they're confused and shocked at what they hear from other believers and what they're posting online. Americans are being pitted against Americans and there's a division that's affecting the church. And as pastors, we need to step up. Post this. Jesus died for the Gentiles. Jesus died for the Samaritans. Jesus no, he didn't. He died for everybody. Stop putting the words of something else into Jesus' mouth. It's not true. It's a sad understanding of the scriptures. Jesus died for all. He is our hope. He's our salvation. Statutes, Follow his ways. Show no favoritism. Because look at those who don't. Look at verses 9, 10, and 11. I don't know if I have it. I don't. But if you show partiality, you're committing sins and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails at one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not murder. If you do not commit adultery but you do murder, thing of death is sin, and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the work of your in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. We never labor in vain when it comes to loving others well. Never. James is warning about the dangers of favoritism. This is the great sin of the Pharisees. How many of us here in this church want to be Pharisees? Curtis Vaughn put it this way, to break one link in the chain is to break the whole chain. James is showing us that we're sinners. He's showing the church that we Asking us to follow that law God didn't give us these laws so that we can get saved through them or keeping by keeping them that's not the purpose behind them Roger Ellsworth puts it this way God gave us laws to show us how very slowly. I want you guys to hear what God says to us. You ready? So speak, and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. So speak. said and will continue to say, the end is near. The end is near in the early 1900s, World War I. The end is near. 1930s and 40s, World War II. The end is near. 1950s, the Korean War. The end is near. 1960s and 70s, the Vietnam War. The end is near. 1980s, greed, sex on TV. Here, 1990s, all kinds of debauchery on television. It's now being widely accepted. It's okay. It's a comedy. What's wrong with a comedy like Will and Grace? You Christians are just stuck up. storm, Rodney King, race riots, looting, famous athletes running from the police, that's the 1990s for you, movies start to really go down the toilet with sex and murder, here's your Academy Award, congratulations, don't worry about Romans 1, the end is near September, 2000, September 11, 2001, terrorist attacks, endless wars overseas. Right. something See, his Satan's not going to abandon something that's working. Let me help you guys understand something. Satan's not going to give it up. He loves this lie because it continues to keep working. Why would you give it up? Why would you change something that's working? So, what are we to do? A little further on in James chapter 4, verse 7 says this Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil. Listen to the end of this in James 4, 7. If you stop said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Thanks be to God that Jesus Christ will never forsake those who turn to him. Hebrews 13.5. So speak and so act as Christ, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into this world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is about Jesus Christ, people. Speak and act, church, for this is the truth. the life that would enslave all of see it all the time on the internet. Are you ready? Here's a social social media favorite of mine. There is no truth. Does anyone see the problem with that statement? There is no truth. My question always is right back at you. How do I know what you just said was true if there is no truth? Because you're making a truth claim there. So you just said there is no truth, which is a truth claim. It means it can't be true. statement right there doesn't make any sense. It's a logical fallacy. It can't be true. Here's another one. It's true for you, but not for me. Here's the question I asked to that one. Is that true for everybody? It's true for you, but not for me. Is that true Say, no, it's true for you, but not for me. Give my hundred grand. And find out how well you're gonna do when the police show up. Here's another one I love. You can't know truth. Wait, what? How do I know what you just said was true if we can't know truth? Again, people say this all the time. I, I just Experts that say this—I want to air quote this so bad. Experts, only science is where we find truth. I'm sorry, guys. That's a false statement. You want to know why that's a false statement? Science doesn't say anything. Scientists say something. computerized one day. It's a philosophy. It's not a science. My favorite of all time, like I said, is don't judge people. You're a bad person for judging. And why are you judging me for judging others? You're just as bad as I am. The hypocrisy is disgusting. But what about Christian hypocrisy, Pastor? Yes, we are hypocrites. I'm the first to admit that I do not live of Chaz can't wait to go vacation there the new nation of Chaz I'm Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Let me just get this clear for you guys. James is not saying that we can be saved by showing mercy to people. He's saying that those who've been shown mercy because of Jesus Christ can't. We cannot withhold it from others. Learn to show mercy to each other. Learn to show grace to each other. Learn to show forgiveness to each other, church. Do it here as you're going out there, do it out there. Those who've been truly saved by grace and God's mercy will give that evidence, that character of God in their own lives to others. When we treat or give others as we would have them give or treat to us, you're showing the character. a gift from you and so lord i just pray that we as a church would truly turn from our church that doesn't pray is dead. Charles Spurgeon said that. He said that a long time ago. It's still true today. So Lord, we want to be a church that prays. I was recently told that Sunday morning is how popular the church is. Sunday evening is how popular the pastor is. But Wednesday nights, each other mercy, to show each other grace. Because those who have been truly saved by your grace and by your mercy are going to give evidence of that merciful character. We're going to give those evidences of God to others. So, Lord, I pray.